Hi everyone, this is Dr John Finn. Welcome to another Tougher Minds podcast. I'm out walking again, doing that to help me to recharge for my uh, afternoon session of work, helping me to de-stress. I'm focusing on my breathing a little bit as I'm doing this. Just 30 seconds in, 30 seconds out. But I'm also reflecting. Um, one of the, the sessions we've been running a lot, or one of the insights we've been sharing a lot with clients in the last month or so is stress management we know lots of people are stressed at the moment and they're looking for ways to get better at managing that we know that the things that are causing the stresses are not going to be going away anytime soon with the whole covid piece that's going on in everyone's lives but also people are going to be making the transition into the world of hybrid flexible work and that's going to cause some more stresses and also what I think is, has been interesting in, in conjunction with this. So my, my background is in, in elite sport, as, as many of you know. And that's, that's where I learned really about psychology in those upper echelons of elite sport and the pressures those athletes are under. And we've just had a test series between England and India. And uh, India really... Uh, beat England fairly well in the last three test matches and there's been a lot of discussion about the England team's batting performance which was felt to be you know not up to scratch and, and below par and one of the things that commentators have been talking about is that the England batsmen have been scarred so for example because things went wrong in the second test the England batsmen then carried the things that had gone wrong into the third test they were playing in their mind and that made them to, that led to make more mistakes and then the same in the fourth test and there's been a lot of commentary about they just need to forget what happened in the past but we know we can't do that and I think what we're observing there is that there is a ultimately stress and confidence are completely interconnected ideas and that's something that we we, we talk about a lot in, in our programs but Let's, let's get to the, the foundation of it. Why is something stressful? So we can think about this as, first of all, an event happening. So let's say, for example, I hold the door open for somebody. When I do that, I have an expectation of what will happen, of what will follow. So let's say that my expectation is that that person I held the door open for will say, thank you very much, it's very kind of you, you're a gentleman maybe not the last part but you get the idea but then whatever happens happens so that person might ignore me and um, a stress occurs when what i expect to happen doesn't happen and that, that creates what we call a disconnection of meaning systems and this this could be for anything so it could be that you went into the kitchen this morning you expected your partner to greet you with a big smile and a good morning and maybe they're a little bit grumpy and that might have caused a little stress uh, maybe you got an email this morning you're expecting it to praise your work on a project you've been working on but instead it told you that the work wasn't up to scratch and you needed to do lots more work so the, these little disconnections are happening all the time and in fact they don't even need to actually happen our brain projects them happening so if you listen to these uh, this podcast regularly you'll be familiar with the lighthouse brain model and in very simple terms, imagine you have a lighthouse in your brain and it's scanning all the time into the, the past, the present and the future. And that lighthouse is controlled by a character 
called HUE, which stands for Horribly Unhelpful Emotions. And all the time, HUE is looking for these problems. And the problems don't even have to have happened because it's looking into the future and it's saying, what might go wrong? Where are the problems going to be? That's its job. That's what it does. It's a threat detection machine. So in order to get stressed, we don't even have to have a disconnection between what we expected to happen and what actually happened. We can just get a disconnection between what we expect to happen and what we think might happen. So that, and, and these disconnections happen in milliseconds. Um, once there's been a disconnection, the first thing that happens in the response is the fight or flight response. Oh, in fact, it's fight, flight or freeze. In short, our body gets ready to do something. So we get over uh, activated. And then the second part of the stress response is that typically, imagine, you know, that the, the beam of light from the lighthouse, it typically gets stuck on unhelpful thoughts. You beat yourself up, you tell yourself you're useless, you worry, you dwell, all that unhelpful stuff that's connected with stress responses. So milliseconds after there's been one of these disconnections between what we expected to happen and what actually happens or what we might think is going to happen, our, our body reacts in this way. So our physiology kicks up via the fight, flight, freeze response and then our, our attention, our thinking, our thoughts gets magnetised onto the, the potential problems, the worries, the dwelling, the beating ourselves up, all that unhelpful stuff. The good news is, is that we can reverse that effect. So we, we, can, we can reverse the stress response effect. We, we, can't, we can't stop stress happening, but we can shorten the disruptive impact it has on our lives so that we're able to overcome the stress faster and get our brain working properly again. Because when we get stressed, our brain takes over, it, it becomes harder to be... Uh, reflective and think critically and solve problems and, and manage our and manage our stress and our confidence because the brain takes over of over the the prefrontal cortex that's the part of the brain that we used to to do all that really good stuff so we have to accept that we can't necessarily avoid becoming stressed but what we can do is get better at managing the stress response and just and let me link this back to everyone who's going through stresses right now, but also to the England cricketers. Um, is that people were just saying, well, I just need to forget. Well, you can't just forget. The brain doesn't work like that. One of the ways that we can start to manage the stress is if you think about the second phase of the stress response, where we start to dwell and beat ourselves up, etc. The way we can start to manage that the way we typically try to manage that is we try to have an argument between our willpower and our ape brain. And what we need to recognise is that our ape brain is doing most of what we're doing most of the time, at least 98%. And sometimes we call that part of the brain, which is the limbic uh, regions, we call it the million dollar brain. And the part of the, 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 part of, of the brain that we call the willpower, willamina power, prefrontal cortex, that only has the capacity to hold five to seven bits of information at a time 
and if you don't use that information within um, 30 seconds or any one bit of it your brain dumps it, it gets rid of it sometimes we call that part of the brain the 10 cent brain so we've got the 10 cent brain versus the million dollar brain so when you're just trying to have a thinking argument a cognitive argument between the 10 cent brain the willpower and the million dollar brain the eight brain there will only be one winner the eight brain so to extend the power of your prefrontal cortex your willpower your willamina power you can start to write things down because when you write things down they don't disappear those things don't disappear after uh, 30 seconds and you can write down more than five to seven bits of information so writing helps us to supercharge our prefrontal cortex our, our willpower in relation to managing the eight brain so if we want to get better at managing stress whether we're an international cricketer or someone who's just trying to be their best every single day we can use that methodology and there are multiple things that we teach around this but the simplest thing we teach is at the end of the day we encourage people to have a big finish the big finish is a three to one written reflection so in the me power uh, resilience planner this is at the end of every day which that's free if you want to get the me power resilience planner just go to our website but the, the 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 basic thing that you do is you write down three positive or helpful things about the day so far or when you're reflecting back on the day because I typically encourage people to do this in the evening three positive or helpful things and then one thing that you can do even better in the next 24 hours so my example might be if I was writing mine last night might be well I went for a run first thing in the morning wasn't an overtly positive thing at the time I didn't really want to go for a run but it's something that I do every morning and I've got in the habit of it and I know it's really beneficial for my day for lots of different reasons. And then the second thing I might write down is oh, I got to work with some lovely people yesterday. I've worked with several of, of our clients and I'm really thankful that I'm able to work with them. So that's great. And the third thing I might write down is I was really fortunate that I got to spend some time with my family uh, yesterday evening. And trying to trying to pay attention to this normal stuff that we just take for granted that actually we're really fortunate to have and then the one thing that I might uh, want to improve is I might say well I need to be in bed 10 minutes earlier tonight than I was last night so just a tiny little thing to earn towards and if we start to do this three to one reflection at the end of every day just takes two minutes we're starting to build part of our stress response muscle which is ultimately about getting better at regulating emotions, as is everything to do with resilience. So whatever you're trying to do in your life, whether it's to score more runs in a test cricket game, or whether it's to just be a bit healthier, a bit happier, at your best more often, we need to have powerful ways to deal with stress, because the VUCA world throws more and more stress at us than ever before. And managing stress is quite a complex thing it's not something you learn quickly but certainly one of the bits of gold if you like is that we can start to write in order to get better at managing the, the stress and processing the stress out faster 
than we otherwise would do. So instead of it taking an hour to get over that stress, can we get over it in 55 minutes? Instead of it taking five days to get over it, can we get over it in four days instead? It's that kind of thing. And every time you engage in the, the types of techniques and tools that we've created in the Tougher Minds program, they just save you time because you'll spend two minutes reflecting, but it means you'll save an hour of time dwelling and beating yourself up. So that's what we're aiming to do. So I hope that's helpful, but I know that if you think that's a good idea, it will only be as helpful as you putting it into practice. So do take us up on the offer of the free MePower Resilience Planner. Just go to our website, you can download that, and it gives you these very simple daily, weekly uh, planning and reflection activities. That's all for now. Do check out the other podcasts, and if you subscribe, you'll be made aware when we release the next one, which we do very regularly. Be safe until the next session. Speak to you soon. Goodbye for now.